Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. David, I know you want to start today with this clip, and I think it puts it in perspective for a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, with all of the talk of what's going on in Israel, obviously the biggest story out there, and I'm hearing more and more from people, they can't quite believe what's actually happening within the United States, and the hatred in our midst yeah. is what's being talked about quite a lot. People openly saying, yeah, pro-Palestine. Basically, death to Jewish people. Well, have you seen some of the pro-Palestinian commentators on social media have started putting parachutes next to their their handles on Twitter? Which... To me, that's reprehensible. That that is that. Yes, of course, that's a reference to paragliders going in to Israel to murder people at a music festival, and in their homes. And if you think about what would happen if you saw an uprising of people across the United States for the genocide of anyone, I mean, there would be horror. There would be people speaking out against it everywhere. But you're not hearing it from all sides. It's really something. But at the same time, I guess if you're looking for some sort of silver lining, you know exactly who people are now. Yeah, that's true. You know, and talking to different people who are Jewish, especially. Yeah. They're also liberal. Yeah. Are honestly shocked. Like can't believe what they're seeing right now within their own country. Well, they haven't been following their party very closely then. It wasn't too hard to see yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I suppose it's different when it becomes that personal to realize, oh, my gosh, this person that I thought, you know, I was cool with would like to see me and all of my people dead. Dead. Yeah, that's it's a harrowing thought. You know, World War Two, there were pro-Nazi people that were in the U.S., but yeah. they met in like catacombs and dark alleys and places where they couldn't be seen or heard from. They didn't get out in front of people and protest in favor of Hitler. Right. I mean, it didn't work that way well, because not, you would have been, it was unacceptable. Right, not not to the scale that we're seeing. Oh, absolutely. Right. No, not, not at all. Not close, yeah. Not rallies with thousands of people, yeah. you know. Well, it's interesting, too, because you've seen a lot of people at these, you know, death to Israel rallies that are covering themselves. It's like they're wearing N95 masks. Well, what's wrong? Show your face. Sunglasses. Like, yeah. I don't ever want any proof that I was actually here, but I'm here because this is what I really feel. Right. Wow. All right, let's get to this audio, David. Yeah, and uh, you know now, of course, as the uh, the the the, the counter strike has been rolling on from Israel into Gaza, and you're seeing again, it's it's heartbreaking video of of children who've been victimized or hit by bombs and falling buildings. But the perpetrators here, it's not Israel, it's it's Hamas that's been keeping people in areas that are going to be hit, telling people to not leave buildings after Israel has said, we're going to hit this building. Correct. Leave. 
Um, they won't let some people leave. No, they won't. They won't. Uh, Israeli President Isaac Herzog went off on a reporter, and the reporter was implying that Israel was about to start purposefully killing civilians in Gaza. You seem to hold the people of Gaza, the civilians of Gaza, responsible for not removing Hamas, and therefore, by implication, that makes them legitimate targets. No, I didn't say that. But I did not say that. I want to make it clear. I was asked something about separating civilians from Hamas. But with all due respect, with all due respect, if you have a missile in your damn kitchen and you want to shoot it at me, am I allowed to defend myself? Yes, no one that's is, the situation. No one is denying the These right missiles are there. Yourself. These missiles are launched. The button is pressed. Okay. The missile comes out from the kitchen onto my children. But then you hear the pushback. Well, there's not a rocket in everybody's kitchen, right? But again, when this first happened, Hamas knew what was going to happen. Maybe they actually were hoping. Well, if we keep hiding behind civilians and women and children and hide in buildings where there are, you know, known civilians, maybe we we can avoid the strike. I don't know. I think they probably knew this was going to happen. Yeah. What else is Israel supposed to do? That's just it. What's the alternative here? Let it happen? Let it continue to happen? And don't tell me about broker, some peace brokerage nonsense because it's not going to happen. I think you don't make peace with people who are pointing a gun at you. You just don't. Not only that, but the atrocities, man. I mean, some of these words get overused. The atrocities from last weekend and what the entire world saw. Okay, after that, you can make the argument all bets are off. These people, Hamas, do not want Israel to exist. It won't stop until they're gone. What's Israel supposed to do? And that's why Netanyahu said every single member of Hamas is going to die. They have to be wiped out. That might be uncomfortable for a lot of people, but that's the reality if you want to survive, if you're Israel. I don't know what else to tell you. And it bears repeating uh, frequently, but there's a reason why the rest of the Arab world isn't bending over backwards to get people out of Gaza. Absolutely, it's because they don't, because they know that's a hotbed for terrorism, and most of the Arab world are, is already dealing with other groups of terrorists. Yeah. So you also have what's going on today. You've seen probably the stories of, you know, certainly larger cities ramping up security, uh, because the former. Hamas chief has called for a day of jihad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people are very concerned about that. We've talked to several people today, like whether it was them themselves or relatives, whoever kind of freaked out by this. Well, yeah. And I understand why. Not to mention, you know, a whole other piece I saw at the Free Press about young Jews bracing for the day of global jihad. Different Jewish kids at universities across the country freaked out right now. Had no idea, really, what other students thought of Jewish people until yeah. all of this happened. And how scary is that? Right. Anyway, uh, New York, California, city, state officials implementing heightened security measures. This was a story from Daily Wire. Um, 
Then the New York police preparing for a large demonstration in Times Square. And Eric Adams said, and I think he's telling the truth when he said this, um, we're deeply disturbed by the message of hate urging violence in our communities. Do you think it's a surprise to someone like the mayor of New York that you have that many people in your city that hate Jewish people? Probably is. Yeah. Yeah, you you would think, again, like, like Scott said a few minutes ago, it's kind of been there. You know, people weren't just trying to have gotcha moments when they said, hey, by the way, there's a pretty sub- substantial strain of anti-Semitism within liberalism. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it wasn't just trying to, like, own the libs or whatever whenever anybody pointed that out. But, I mean, at, at the very least, um, this is the beauty of freedom of expression in this country is that these bigots have an opportunity to tell you exactly who they are. Not only that, but I think more and more than any time we've seen, because uh, social media hasn't been around forever, that people are so caught up in their own lives and they're getting their news, social media, where it might be. You're not as, quote, informed, call it whatever you want. You're sort of in your own bubble and you can create that with social media and your entertainment. And there's not this shared experience that we all used to have. You can kind of just get into your interest and just sort of stay there. And the news starts to get bad about what's going on in Israel or the rest of the world. You can kind of get back in your bubble where it's safe and comfortable, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And so I don't know that a lot of people knew exactly what's been going on in our country. Oh, I don't think they, I, I agree with you. And I, I know mean, you've got elected anti-Semites in Congress. You absolutely do. Uh, open yes. an, an, anti-Semites. Yes. I mean, and that's shocking to some people. It's not to us. Yeah, we're in the news we've every been day. following these morons for, for years now. Yeah, but for some people, it's been a, a huge wake-up call. Yeah. And I know through time, whenever we've talked about indoctrination through public school, through universities, and people roll their eyes, okay, old man River, you yeah. and your indoctrination talk. Well, you're seeing it now mm-hmm. from the beliefs of people. Wow. I know this isn't one of the biggest stories out there, but, uh, David, I didn't even know about this. Was there some sort of, I don't know, word out there that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez farted during a live stream? Uh, Yeah. Hmm. What? (laughs) Have you heard this? No. (laughs) Yeah, the the rumor going around, a lot of people have been sharing this video. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was doing a live stream uh, she was defending Gaza against Israel's military operations. And here's the audio of the alleged fart. Okay. The United States has a responsibility to ensure accountability to human rights, to prevent the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians, and to ensure that horrors do not happen in the names of victims who do not want their tragedy mm. used to justify further violence and injustice. Made Robin's life. I hadn't heard it yet. Their tragedy used. Where was it? I'm trying to find it. Do not want their tragedy used to just. That touched cloth. No, that was that was a day of rage against her underwear. No, no, but really, what it what what it was was she was doing an interview uh, with somebody, and the other person on the call. There were two other people at least on the call. you that's a guy going uh or mm 
And it's just crackly because it's over a Skype or Instagram or whatever uh, platform she was using. Tragedy used to justify further violence and injustice. You got to get that part. Her tragedy mm. right used. <laughs> oh, that's what they say. He's going, mm, and it's just that yeah. sort of warble online. Scott's not believing it. That's so- Scott's truth is she farted. Her tragedy. Mm. <laughs> like a small well moment. <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Fartez. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yikes. It's not easy to keep your sense of humor in times like these. Well, now uh, we know she's human, right? But, you know. Her tragedy. But that helps. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay, the latest on The House. Straight ahead. Taking risks can be a good thing. But there are some things you really don't want to mess around with. Like preparing to take care of your family if something happens to you. Life insurance gives your family a safety net that can cover expenses. So they won't have to worry about things like mortgage payments, home repairs, and college costs. Policy Genius makes finding the right policy simple. And their team of licensed experts are on hand to help talk you through it. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. And even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not be enough to protect your family's needs, and it may not follow you when you leave. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. Go ahead, try it. See how much you could save. PolicyGenius.com. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, Call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-330-2100. 800-330-2100. That's 800-330-2100. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Their tragedy. No, it was not a fart from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. That was the Skype. Oh, I, I wish mm. that wasn't revealed. I wish we could just play along. Yeah, that's one of the things we're covering today. Of course, there's a lot going on out there. And then you got the House. Who's going to be the speaker? It's not Steve Scalise. No. Nope. No. Yeah, he was Repu- in, then he was out. Yeah, Republican Representative Steve Scalise says he doesn't want to be Speaker of the House. He's dropped out because he knows he doesn't have enough votes to get the gig. Uh, here's what he told the media last night. There are still some people that have their own agendas and I was very clear, we have to have everybody put their agendas on the side and focus on what this country needs. This country is counting on us to come back together. 
this House of Representatives needs a speaker and we need to open up the House again. But clearly, not everybody is there. What do you make of that, David? Uh, I, I think that's basically him saying we're not getting our act together and everybody wants to showboat or whatever, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it at that. Now, Trump yesterday, Scott, you said brought up Steve Scalise fighting cancer. Yeah, he did. In an interview that I heard with him, he was talking about, hey, you know, this guy, uh, I mean, we don't know his health situation. We have no idea, but I think he should, you know, Steve should uh, concentrate on his health and health alone. And, you know, he made the comment. And, and again, that's the first time I've heard it outside of, you know, you talking about it. Like, hey, man, doesn't this guy have cancer? You know, and. And I hadn't heard the update. Yeah, as I, far I don't as when know. he was first diagnosed, it didn't sound very good. No. And sometimes, I, as we've seen, mm-hmm. you know, even with friends of ours that were diagnosed, and you're like, oh, man, this doesn't look good. Fast forward three, four years, they're fine. They're alive, yeah, and, and doing prospering as much as you can anyway. Right. So, yeah, that was a question, but that does not sound like that's the reason he dropped out. He just knew he wasn't going to get the votes. Yeah. So are people thinking that Jim Jordan will have enough votes? Uh, he seems like the only one who's close enough to have the, I think have so the votes. There's yeah. some other representative from Georgia who's throwing his, uh, Representative Scott, um, who's throwing his hat into the ring as well. But I, Jim Jordan seems to be the guy who's got enough votes. Okay. So it seems like Matt the Gates six holdouts, yeah. they would vote for Jim Jordan. Is that correct? Am I correct in assuming that? I wouldn't assume anything, honestly. I really wouldn't. But Well, if not, then who? If not Jim Jordan. Yeah, that really is the question. It's it's like, okay, well, at some point, you've got to make a decision because otherwise then, you know, Democrats are already talking to uh, uh, Republicans from districts that Biden won or from areas that Biden won and saying, hey, you know, you ought to vote for our guy, Hakeem the Dream Jeffries. I mean, it's not. Oh my god! It's like you—you got to, you know. At some point, you just kind of have to get your stuff together, and and make a decision, because otherwise, Democrats are going to make a move, and that's the quickest way to Speaker of the House, Hakeem Jeffries. By the way, off this topic, and I know it's not like you have a scorecard in front of you, David, but as far as I knew, Hakeem the Dream had not denounced Hamas yet. Did he finally get around to that or not? Uh, I have not seen anything on seen that, one way or the other. I, I don't know. Unreal. If he hasn't. Early on. Well, it took a lot of these well, guys a, a long time. Pro- progressive radical. He is. Yes. That's exactly who he is. Yes. All right. We'll get Okay, Republicans, you want that guy running things? Yeah, no kidding. Okay. I don't know if there's new dating trends out. Uh that will be used, if not already, within the next year. Sometimes you get a kick out of these. These are fun. Um, well, there's VBD. Okay. Vision board dating. What's that mean? Adjusting your dating app location to somewhere you're thinking of moving to. You're thinking of moving I'm thinking to. thinking of moving there. Yeah. What, based on whoever you reel in? Well, it just looks cooler. Well, yeah. Are you serious? You, okay. You want to you check out, you know, what's in the pond before you drop a line in it. I guess. Another term is riz-colored glasses. Riz? Yeah. Not rose-colored. Riz-colored. I don't know that one. Well, riz is short for uh, charisma, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
Yes, we talked about the Riz thing before. We did? Yeah. Okay. That was within the last couple of weeks. I don't remember the Riz thing, I guess. That's all right. We're going to have it like a daily quiz for you, Scott. No, I don't. Because we're here to help, not to hurt. This I don't need. What about PMI? You may have been accused of this in the past. Pretty much infant. I don't know. No, premature intimacy. Yeah. It just means sharing too much. It doesn't uh, mean what. No, it doesn't mean that. That's what I thought. It yeah. means sharing too much information. Right, when you're out there yapping Not, too much about your. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I went to prison and it was, you know. Yeah, too early in the relationship. Right. I think yeah. it's more like guy can't cry, at, uh, you know, before a certain number of dates, right? Oh, I was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want that. Crying out loud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm laughing. All right. Uh, Israel update you'll want to hear straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, I'm the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robin. Okay, so Israel is warning uh, civilians in northern Gaza to evacuate. This was a number of hours ago, saying next 24 hours. So it's on. Saying for your safety. Yeah. Anybody here, remember James Rosen? Used to be with Fox, now he's with Newsmax. Yeah. He was the one Obama was looking into, remember? Yeah, Obama spied on him. (laughs) It's amazing how much legacy media ignored that story at the time. Anyway, James Rosen had a couple of questions for National Security Advisor John Kirby. And I wanted to get your take on this. 27 Americans killed is a very large number. That is larger than the number of Americans who were killed by terrorists during our withdrawal from Afghanistan larger than the number of Americans killed at the USS Cole, larger than the number of Americans killed at Benghazi or beheaded by ISIS. And I believe it's accurate to say that after all of those events, direct U.S. military action was ordered by the Commander-in-Chief. 27 Americans killed. Why is it the posture of the Biden administration to just let Israel handle this job, in essence, um, instead of U.S. forces going in and getting the guys that killed our people? Do you think that's a fair question? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do think it's a it's a fair question. They have been moving off the coast. Uh, uh, our military has been off the coast of uh, Gaza uh, as a defensive posture, essentially. Right. You've heard different things talked about the seals involved. Don't know, mm-hmm. but this is what Kirby had to say. We, we will do, as Jake said, everything we can to get. Uh, those American hostages home with their families. We recognize that they are not the only people being held hostage. Other nationalities are included in that group. We don't have enough information right now to make a policy decision about how to do it. So I can appreciate the sense of urgency in your question. Believe me, we share it. But we aren't going to act one way or another until we have enough information to act upon. Now I want your reaction to that answer. Enough. Well, the first thing I think of when I hear that is we have people from other countries, too, that are, well, I'm not concerned about that right now. I'm concerned about our people that are being held hostage. Okay, so it's not just me thinking that's a lack of leadership. Well, it sounds like it, doesn't it? It does to me. Yeah. And maybe the expectations are too high. If nothing else, I think it would be more reassuring. If you're going to be full of BS, which is Kirby always is, it's Weasley, say, listen, there's information um, as far as our intelligence and our specific plans uh, that uh, we frankly can't talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think you can also say Israel hasn't asked for 
direct military support either, and they're kind of running the show right now, as they should. You know what? There's a follow-up question, and I think he does say that there. Yeah. You want to roll it? Sure. Okay. Okay. Here's a follow-up. Hostages issues. Um, you have suggested that it's a very small number of hostages, American hostages, being held in Gaza, uh, less than a handful. Treat yourself. And I assume that that is that assessment is still operative. Um, you hear the could, little laughing there? Yeah. Because you heard the pounding of the keys. I think somebody said, hey, could you quiet that down? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think that's what happened there. Has there been any discussion uh, amongst President Biden and his aides about how to avoid the fate of Jimmy Carter in this situation, where we actually saw the President of the United States and his administration become, in effect, hostages themselves to a foreign terrorist organization? It takes John a second to address this. With all the respect that... President Biden has for President Carter, I can assure you that he is not focusing uh, on history here, uh, even domestic history. He's focusing on what's going on now and making sure that we are doing everything we can to support Israel and look after our national security interests. I'm laughing because Robbins rolls his eyes. Well, it's every time it's everything we can can. administration. We're working diligently. We're laser focused. (laughs) You know, the president's concerned. The president is blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter if we're talking about the price of bread or what's going on now. It's the same answer all the time. Yep. Diligently working, laser focused, doing our best. Well, everything we can is always a load. Oh, everything we can. Everything at the southern border. Yeah, it's everything Everything we can. can. No, it's not. Mm Anyway, here's the rest. Uh, even domestic history, he's focusing on what's going on now and making sure that we are doing everything we can to yeah. support Israel and look after our national security interests in this moment, because this is not 1979. It's 2023. And Hamas is an organization that has existed for many years with the support of Iran. We've got enough challenges just dealing with this that we're focused on that and that alone. My bad. I thought he actually said Israel hasn't asked. In that clip, he did not. You know, yeah. they need to pass out T-shirts in the White House instead of the Nike, let's do it. It just says everything we can on it. Right. We're trying. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. Some empty we're slogan. We're trying. Yeah. The put White it House. At the back of, uh, we're the, trying. Put it at the back of every end zone in the NFL. Yes. It yeah. takes all of us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, right. That make you feel better? I know I got it. All right. Whatever. Okay, moving on. Uh, French teacher, what is the story here, David? Oh, well, you know, today is supposed to be like the day of rage, day of jihad and whatever. Yeah. Well, a Chechen immigrant on uh, France's extreme watch list stabbed a teacher to death uh, this morning, wounded two others in a terror attack. I do think it's interesting watching this unfold, how... um, it seems like French media doesn't really play the same game that American media does. Where it's like, okay, so you've got this like day of jihad. You've got this guy walking in and, and stabbing a bunch of people. Boy, it seems like that's probably terrorism. And in the United States media, it's like, well, hold on. We don't know. You know, we, we uh, you know that's the only time they won't jump to conclusions when something is obviously a terror attack carried out by an Islamic extremist. That's but, so true. But in France, they were like, no, we're working to confirm that this was a terrorist attack. But everybody knew what, what it was, and unfortunately, uh, man has lost his life as a result of this, trying to protect 
uh, other people. And there's video of it out there. Somebody who lives in the area was taking cell phone footage of of everything going down. I mean, you saw uh, one person had like a table or a chair up trying to like push the guy away who had the knife. Oh, man. But unfortunately, one person has lost his life. And uh, this happened, by the way, about 115 miles north of Paris, near the border with Belgium. Suspect in custody there. And the reporting right now is that he was supposed to be deported years ago, but left-wing activists in France made sure that they made enough of a stink to, to allow him to stay. Good family man. Wow, man. By the way, your observation about media... And I'm wondering this. You tell me if you think this is crazy or not. In France, remember Charlie Hebdo? Yeah. A lot of liberal writers at Charlie Hebdo. Mm-hmm. They were massacred. Yeah. So they see it right away. That This is terrorism. These are terrorists. Mm-hmm. Right? That's an attack. Mm-hmm. Our media is different. It's like, well, we don't want to get out there too much because if all of a sudden uh, someone could paint us as Islamophobic, that could be the end of a career. Can't do that. Too scared. So we'll just wait for the facts. It's like it's obvious what's happened in so many cases. You know exactly what it is. But these people that are supposed to be courageous journalists are very timid when it comes to that. Well, I remember how they waited for the facts on the Russian collusion. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and the, and the P tape. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. and also January sixth. They they didn't right. immediately start calling that an insurrection. No, they waited for the facts. All right. Unreal, man. Get out. All right, it's that time of the show. Go around the table as we do every day. It may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention today, David. What's your story? Kind of on a similar note here uh, about just media being ridiculous. Uh, These two articles were posted by NBC News within about half an hour of each other. The first headline I want to share with you is conservatives stoke fears of a Hamas attack in the U.S. No credible threat, FBI says. Then, 30 minutes later, law enforcement steps up patrols of Jewish houses of worship businesses as calls for attacks in the U.S. intensify online. Like, yeah, people are freaking worried right now. You don't have to downplay yes. that. No, you really don't. I bet they won some Murrow Awards, though. Right. Of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, for what's your story today, Scott? What is uh, it? My story involves Sean Fain. Do you know who Sean Fain is? Doesn't heard that name. He's no. the president of the UAW. You've seen this guy out there speaking at different rallies yes. and things throughout all the strikes currently going on uh, during the salaries. As a matter of fact, Sean likes to wear a T-shirt constantly i've seen several times that says eat the rich on it while he's doing the protest well mr fain's annual salary has been released really three hundred forty seven thousand three hundred eighty nine dollars which places him in the top five percent of earners in his home state of indiana wow well now eat the rich you say (laughs) okay butter up boy let's go (laughs) holy um, well, for my story today, you know, it's it's nothing really that much in the news. It's in, you know, I guess the sports part of the news, I guess you could say. Two on, two out, one and two the count. And did he go? He did! It's over! The Philadelphia Phillies are headed back 
Whoa. Yeah. Man. How about that, huh? That big upset because the guy that I know is the biggest baseball fan I know said the Braves are a lock. That's that's like uh-huh. a Hall of Fame team, an all-star team. Um, Let's just go to Scott Robbins right now. How do you <laughs> feel about losing another bet? Let's just say that if I'm the Atlanta Braves today, Hmm. My position is we've got a lot of work to do. (laughs) (laughs) Doing everything you can. Right. Right. Add that to the list of bets. Anything else you want to bet on the rest of this baseball season, Mr. Baseball fan? They just, they whimpered out too. I mean, they're, they can't hit, and they could. I mean, you know, not every. It was just you a, told me before it's impossible. It, but that stacked. team is loaded. I can't. I don't know. It seems like it's like the Dodgers, right? I mean, they same thing. Golly, yeah. Go Phillies. No, well, Major League Baseball hates you, by the way. Hey, what about Texas it's, Houston? You got a big Texas thing going on there. Yeah, I I don't care because I know that Major League Baseball, baseball hates, hates me. I know, David. Yeah. I was talking to one of our uh, stations in Texas today, and they were very excited about the whole Texas, mm-hmm. Houston, Dallas thing. Well, it's not like David didn't give a lot of his money to Major League Baseball. Lots, and and then one I, of the, wait, what's one of the coolest stories you take in? Great story. Uh, your stepdad to the Astros World Series um, is almost like a thank you for everything he had done in your life. Yeah, it was a really beautiful thing, and in that experience, I don't think anybody's going to take away. But then. To find out these gar the, these guys were, you know, bashing cans and stealing signs mm-hmm. and all that. You, that was the first part, and then everything else with baseball and moving the All Star Game because of a racist voting law in Georgia, and you'd had it. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, no more watching the Astros games. I recognize it. that Major League Baseball hates my guts, and <laughs> I'm not going to support an organization that openly hates me. They hate you, Scott, and. They, you know, you, you're just going to take it, I guess. I know. Well, I'm the battered fan syndrome. Well, this and this is a change, and, and we can be done. David, do you notice anything different about uh, Robin's attire today? <laughs> I did yeah. notice it. He's wearing a Bears hat. Yeah. And a Bears pullover. Yeah, well, Have you just go? You just well, done your baseball it's, now? It's pullover season, well, so okay. I wore the you're, pullover today. It's more you're disappointed about the Braves, and now you're just embracing the suck, you know? <laughs> The sports teams I follow traditionally do suck, so, hey, why not, right? Oh, boy. There you go. I can't believe I'm wearing a Bears thing either. (laughs) I swore I wasn't going to do this. (laughs) Okay, a piece of audio from Karine Jean-Pierre you're going to want to hear straight ahead. live out your master chef dreams when you find a professional on angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well inside to outside repairs to renovations get started on the angie app or visit angie.com today you can do this when you angie that What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Hey. 
Have you ever been ripped off? It sucks. Having a daily reminder of it is even worse. If you shave with a well-known Big Razor brand every morning, you might be thinking more about how much you paid for the blades than about how smooth your shave is. I'm Andy, the founder of Harry's. We give you a high-quality shave and an expertly engineered product for a fraction of the price that the big guys charge, with no compromises. They have five blades. Harry's has five blades. They have a lubricating strip. Harry's has a lubricating strip for extra glide. They have a trimmer blade. Harry's has a trimmer blade for the hard-to-reach areas. They charge up to $4 per blade. Our German-engineered blades cost as little as 2 bucks. Big brands charge higher prices because they can. Harry's keeps you in mind, focusing on high quality at a fair price. So stop rinsing cash down the drain every morning. Get a great shave for a fraction of the price with Harry's. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash refresh. That's harrys.com slash refresh. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Of course, Israel's been the big story this week. This would be a much bigger story if this was like a standalone. This is oh, monstrous. Yeah, Democrat Senator Bob Menendez has been indicted again for being a foreign agent of Egypt as he was allegedly taking bribes from Egyptians in exchange for insider info and domestic favors and whatnot. So... This is a major escalation in the charges against the Democrat senator from New Jersey. Uh, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked what the president has to say about this because, I mean, Menendez was the head of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, a position Joe Biden himself once had. Okay, just think about that for a second. Okay, and we're so used to corruption. Again, uh, indicted for being a foreign agent agent of Egypt. And this is the head of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Yes, sir. Bob Menendez, who, by the way, multiple times over the years, claimed that Donald Trump was a Russian agent. Right. Okay, roll it. Has the president been brought up to speed on this? If he has no comment today, can we see comment on whether he has any concerns that someone with that kind of a position may have been accused of this and whether he should be running for re-election? So we have always said it is a serious matter, right? We've always said that. uh, And uh, we'll continue to treat that as a serious matter. I just don't have anything else to share beyond any statements from the president. I just don't have anything outside of that. But of course, of course we see this as a serious matter. She just said nothing. She always says nothing. Refer to... Not, you know, it's it's always that way. We see this as a serious matter, yeah. I hope, because you're talking about the head of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee being indicted for being a foreign agent of Egypt. Yeah. Okay, that's good, Kareen. His mob name. Serious, his, but nothing on right. Nothing from the president. His mob name nah. is Gold Bars. <laughs> his grandchild's name Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I made that up, but would you be surprised? No. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Um, you know, something happened over the weekend. Big solar eclipse tomorrow. I, I didn't know anything about this. I saw it on social media today. I didn't know about this. Yeah. Uh, people from Oregon to Texas would be able to see the full thing. Everybody else in the United States will get a partial eclipse. Hmm. Full shadow will pass over the coast of Oregon around 9.15 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. So it's partial eclipse or total? Depending where you live. It's called the Ring of Fire is what they're calling it. Ooh. 
I know. I can see it in your eyes. You wanted Bonnie Tyler. Wanted you wanted Total Eclipse of the Heart. Sun. Yeah. That's what you were hoping for. I was digging for it. That's still early in the show. You never know. All right. This good. is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, I've uh, talked about this before. Um, Jewish people around the United States, and from what I've read today, especially college students, are kind of freaked out by what they're seeing around them. Oh, there's a college student in New York who got assaulted as they were yes. you know, putting up uh, posters of missing people in Israel who've been kidnapped and taken into Gaza. This young lady, apparently a gender studies major or something, uh, was helping them initially and then assaulted him. Yeah. I mean, there have been a lot of people talking about how they can't believe all the hate among them that they really didn't know about. And I think we've all said at different times this week, we've been kind of surprised it is as bad as it is in the United States. You expected some knuckleheads, universities, but the yeah. outpouring of support for genocide? Yeah, it's... it's... And how, well, those people, and it's hard to tell because you're talking about, you know, reading minds now. How many of these students that are out there, the pro-Palestine students, understand they're supporting genocide? I I don't know, but that almost, in some ways, that almost makes it worse. It's like, really, you're just going to go along with the crowd then? Yeah. I mean, at, because at, they don't know. Yeah, at at Georgetown last night, they had signs up that said "Glory to our martyrs." Man, well, that's the thing, man. And this isn't to say, see, we were right. Well, I guess it's kind of like that. I don't know. Yeah, but it when you go back to 2020 and Black Lives Matter. And there were reports, and I remember the first time I heard, you know, Black Lives Matter, right on their website, they'll tell you they're Marxist. They're trained Marxists. And their goal is to destroy the nuclear family. I'm like, you know what? I don't know that I've ever been to the website. So I went to the website. And I was like, holy crap, it's true. Yeah. It's right there. I remember talking about it on the show. That's crazy. And look what you see today. Black Lives Matter. Supporting Hamas. Yeah. And, you know, first there was that tweet out of the Chicago chapter of Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. with the paraglider. Yeah. And people were like, I can't believe that. And so different reporters went to the head of Black Lives Matter nationally, said, hey, will you denounce that? Nope. Not going to denounce that from Chicago. Really? But you go back to Patrice Cullors, one of the founders, one of the three founders of Black Lives Matter. What was this, 2015? I mean, pretty much told you who she was at the time. Palestine is our generation in South Africa. And if, if, if we don't step up uh, boldly and courageously to end the, the imperialist project that's called Israel, um, we're doomed. 
tells you everything right there. It also is totally incoherent. Yeah. I mean, how are black people in America doomed by Israel's existence? I I don't understand how you get from point A to point B on that anyway. But then again, I'm trying to logic my way into communist thinking. And, well, you can't. Well, if you're communist thinking, don't you take someone like Patrice Cullors and get them to buy into your cause by giving them their own cause? But ultimately, you're supporting Marxism. Yeah. You're just going to do it now out of the guise of caring about black lives then she was has, has been a good soldier for them and certainly captured institutions across america by getting all the money from all these corporations and dopes they're like yeah wow what this is what happens mm-hmm. man when you really don't know who you're getting involved with no and, and one of the more remarkable things to me has been Watching, like you mentioned, Black Lives Matter Chicago with the graphic showing the paraglider. And a lot of people have been using that as a symbol for support of Palestine and support of what Mm -hmm. happened, the action taken against Israel, which is just macabre. I mean, it's horrible to do that. And then I think these are the same people who freaked out because a NASCAR driver mistook a garage pull for a noose. Yes. And they're talking about, well, that was obviously symbolism. Why was it shaped like a noose? That was obviously a, <laughs> a, a reference to lynching, and that's a black NASCAR driver. And uh, it was a total hoax, but they were uh, all these people were outraged about this. NASCAR puts on this giant show of solidarity for, for a hoax. Yes. But it's like, right. oh, yeah, here's a reference to people parachuting into Israel and murdering people at a music festival and we're good with it. Right. Wow. Yeah. What you think about, well, shoot, man, you had different people that were out there at these rallies saying we have to change the language at the time back in 2020. Yeah. Remember Lady Antebellum? And then the oh, yeah. bachelor, the girl that in college, she dressed up for some Southern, I forget what it was, some sort of party. Yeah. But, you know, that was about the plantation. She's canceled. Yeah. What? She's saying, I'm not racist. That's what I like all but the... by saying you're not racist, it means you're racist. All the bitching and whining that's going on. The New York Post had a piece on this, too, about those idiots at Harvard that signed that letter, and now they're saying, hey, you're not going to work again. Right. Now, hey, 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 right. We, we just expressed ourselves. Hey, hey, hey yeah. man, welcome to the club. All what? right? Well, you have people out there with this nonsense that we've seen. You can't call it a master bedroom. Right. Well, yeah. But it goes back to slavery and words of violence that are now out saying, yes, Hamas, we're for the eradication of the Jews. What the? What's wrong with you people? No, you call it a stair thing that you work out on now. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> I just got that. Instead of a stairmaster, yes, yes. yes. Mark Lee let it go. He's like, I'm. That's. I'm not even bothering with that one. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we've probably raged on this enough. We okay. there's so many other stories. It's pretty good. Okay, um, something else. This is out of Philly. We don't know who this person is, right? This isn't oh. the leader. Is this just a citizen who is Yeah, this? sickening video. A contractor named Michael C. Wilson in Philadelphia spoke 
at a rally in favor, explicitly in favor of what Hamas did. Okay. I think that we should all give an applaud right now to Hamas for a job well done. When they woke up in the... Hold on, hold on, man. That's sickening. Whoa. Mm -hmm. There's not too many things from doing this all the time that, like, make you take a step back on, whoa, man, really? Because you got to know this person knows what happened, right? They woke up in the morning and they found, and they found the field hands in the house with a knife ready to cut their throat. I was late to the news, but when I heard it, I smiled. I don't want to hear that bull. 250, 250 innocent Israelis again. Again, I swear, I salute Hamas. A job well done. How do you reason with that person? Mm, you don't. That's a different person. That person doesn't see life the way you no. see life. Well, I'm, I'm wondering, where is Merrick Garland on all of this? I mean, he was weeping on 60 Minutes a couple of weeks ago about <laughs> threats and political violence and heated oh, political yeah. rhetoric and all of that. I mean, you have pro-terrorist demonstrators all over this country telling you who they are. Absolutely. It's a good thing. And you're still telling it. us, right. Merrick, white supremacy is the greatest threat we face. Right. <laughs> Good thing they didn't have a megaphone wow. at a school board meeting. Man, oh man. Meanwhile, yeah, I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger making some news. Yeah, how about this? Huh? Yeah, this is pretty good, David. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Rob Lowe has a podcast, because mm-hmm. everybody has a podcast. And uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was on it, and he asked, Hey, Arnold, what do you think it means to be a Democrat? Hmm. Ruin your cities. What's that? Ruin your cities. Ruin your cities. That's what the Democrats would say. Be about ruining the cities. We want to f*** up every city in America. <laughs> That's what the, 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 it seems to be the theme right now. Why is that? I have no idea. <laughs> well, don't play coy, Arnold. I mean, right. you know why. It's because they're communists and they hate America. Yeah. We want to f*** up every city in America. Yeah, pretty much. Well, again, man, you don't know... Who exactly is evil and who is just stupid? It's a terrible combination because you have both. Oh, yeah. Well, there's like, some people that know exactly what they're doing, and others, I guess, honestly think, you know, if we just keep letting the criminals out, they're going to reform themselves and be yeah. awesome members of society. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's like you look at Portland as an example. Do I think that the idiot mayor, uh, Ted Wheeler, is evil not really do i think he's stupid enough to allow evil to happen on his watch and go along with it because it gives him a case of the of the good feels yeah i think he's a useful idiot yes i mean that's you know you could get a, into a whole theological debate there about evil but man you let evil run amok yep for long enough and do nothing to correct it you're pretty much siding with evil oh definitely you know, I'm still taken aback by that dude in Philly, man. Yeah. I know that was a story yeah, ago. Holy mackerel, I can't believe that. Wow. And I thought I've heard some disgusting things from different parts. Is that the worst you've heard all week, David, as far as the United States goes? That's, uh, 
that was uh, like as an individual. Yes. Um, that was bad. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell because I, I also think when you've got college kids chanting, you know, glory to the martyrs, that's pretty bad. And when you have a couple thousand people in Dearborn, Michigan, chanting from the river to the sea, calling for genocide of the Jews, I think that's pretty bad, too. So I, I don't know. Yeah, but you know. could make the argument, those dopes don't even know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. They're just chanting words. Yeah. Because the left co-ops different words and sayings to not say what they really mean. Because then people will say, what? well, hold on a second. You're talking about slitting their throats? And you woke up with a smile on your face because of that? Well, I just thought this chant about, yeah, to the sea and whatever, the martyrs, woo! It's like some young dope at a concert. But that, that's like another level. Maybe it's just me. Wow. No, it's not just you. It's not just you. Same people who have the stop hate bumper stickers on. We're at that rally. Isn't that something? Yep. Man, oh, man. I saw something today. I had heard this, and... uh, few things written about it but part of the reason scott you haven't drank in what eight years eight i haven't years. drank in like 14 years is it 15 something like that and i see this wall street journal story about how sobriety is in and non-alcoholic beer sales soaring i saw that yeah because i've, I've never really done non-alcoholic beer okay this is another thing we probably shouldn't get too deep into right now we don't have time because I don't want to say, as person that had a drinking problem, you know what? Non-alcoholic beer is the way. Because for some people, that's that's a bad road. No, I think. And other would... people I know, yeah, th- non-alcoholic beer has been great for them. I don't think it would work for me. And you've never done it, and I no, th- I think yeah. that's probably smart, and I do. Um, but I think it's different per individual. But this is interesting, and mostly because people in the younger demos are not drinking the way they used to. A lot of that has to do with weed, some would say. Yeah. Well, also the options are better. I mean, I'm, I, I, I don't, I don't not drink, but I do like. I always have some non-alcoholic beer in my pantry, and I'm just really glad that a bunch of boomers and uh, and Gen Xers with money decided to stop drinking and get sober, because they gave us better options. Yeah. Well, I'm counting on you to take our place, David. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's gotten better and better. I mean, yeah. it's like, hey, that actually tastes like beer. It's yeah. actually pretty good. Not bad. Okay. Um, boy, there's a story about how the government keeps track of you that's terrifying. We'll get to that much more coming up. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week, no thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Hey. Have you ever been ripped off? It sucks. Having a daily reminder of it is even worse. If you shave with a well-known Big Razor brand every morning, you might be thinking more about how much you paid for the blades than about how smooth your shave is. I'm Andy, the founder of Harry's. We give you a high-quality shave and an expertly engineered product for a fraction of the price that the big guys charge with no compromises. They have five blades. Harry's has five blades. They have a lubricating strip. 
Harry's has a lubricating strip for extra glide. They have a trimmer blade. Harry's has a trimmer blade for the hard-to-reach areas. They charge up to $4 per blade. Our German-engineered blades cost as little as 2 bucks. Big brands charge higher prices because they can. Harry's keeps you in mind, focusing on high quality at a fair price. So stop rinsing cash down the drain every morning. Get a great shave for a fraction of the price with Harry's. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash refresh. That's harrys.com slash refresh. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere. From dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke, an asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist. Clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, keeping up to date, what's going on in Israel? Do have news, a Reuters video journalist has been killed in Lebanon. And there's reports of Israel, what, striking parts of Hezbollah? Yeah, drone strikes have been sent across um, uh, to the north, and then uh, apparently there have been some selective operations in Gaza on the part of, on the ground, on the part of the uh, Israelis. Trying to find hostages. Yeah. That's what it says. So we'll keep you up to date on that. I mentioned this piece. This was Wall Street Journal. And, man, it's a long, detailed story. I'll try to give you the highlights. How ads on your phone can aid government surveillance. So I'm starting to read this. And we know, of course, the technology in phones. It's amazing. But information from the mobile phone apps and the advertising networks has painted a richly detailed portrait of online activities of billions of devices. Okay, and they're saying this is in a way that far fewer Americans seem to understand and even fewer of them can avoid. Okay, I'll try to take you through because it's like an interactive piece on this story online. It says when you open an ad-supported app on your phone, your information is fed into a data stream that passes through a whole lot of hands and has ended up in those of government agencies. So the moment before an app serves you an ad thousands of advertisers compete for it to be their ad while only one of the advertisers wins that spot all the other advertisers in the bidding process are given access to information about your device okay <laughs> i see you freaking out there Scott. <laughs> and then it gives an example of what the data looks like and it's the user id the geolocation the ip address and then the device type okay you already know all this, David? Yeah, where you are. Uh, all the time. All the time, yeah. But then um, you get this information about the movement of the devices, and then it ends up with government agencies because they want that information too. Mm -hmm. And then it's collected by data brokers who are part of advertising exchanges and then repackage it for sale. Mm-hmm. And has links to government contractors and use data. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't know that it means you're going to change your lifestyle with your phone, but just know that's happening. It's not junk mail if you don't want it or if you want it. <laughs> this is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Are you mocking Scott with I that, David? A little bit, because years ago I was like, yeah, man, know. this is the creepy thing about what Facebook and other apps do. Then he's like, well, they're just serving you an ad, right? What's the big deal? It's not junk mail if I like it. <laughs> but I've evolved in mm-hmm. my thinking over that. Yeah, you're doing everything I've decided you that yeah. you're absolutely right. I'm doing everything I can. I'm laser focused on making sure <laughs> those ads no longer get through <laughs> on my device. You're sounding like yeah. a government employee. That's well played. Biden administration member. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's a very detailed story if you have time. It's worth looking into. Okay, news update. Um, and yeah, there's movement going on in Israel right now. Straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right. Um, you see anything updated, David, out of uh, Israel? I mean, nothing more than just uh, some drones going into southern Lebanon hitting Hezbollah targets. Yeah, got that. And then also some ground operations uh, beginning in the last 24 hours, uh, apparently looking for hostages. But there are troops on the ground in Gaza now. Okay. Okay, so the rhetoric from the left in our country is going to be ramped up. Yeah. Well, it's, now the the ground attack is on. Yeah, I mean you're you're hearing about protests being organized again over the weekend. I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be a weird few days and I know, you know, if you know anybody who is uh Jewish, there is a heightened sense of concern here and as you've talked about, you've mentioned it, Jamie, actual shock at how quickly suddenly it's become revealed that there's a lot of people who really are not going to take your side if you are a Jew in America. And it's disheartening. It really is. Feel for people. You know, I saw a piece in the New York Post, I think it was Douglas Murray, um, talked about, well, he went to the, quote, pro-Palestine rally at Times Square this last weekend and said it wasn't pro-Palestine. It was just pro-massacre when you were looking at the signs and I, you know, talked a lot about that and he brought up a point and I think there's something to this. I don't know if you've heard anybody say this. He said, remember back in 2015 when an evil young man named Dylan Roof walked into a church in South Carolina and started shooting black congregates? Yeah, I do remember this. I remember that name. One of the worst shootings in recent American history mm-hmm. condemned by everybody unforgivable right but imagine if there was a group in the united states so sick so utterly depraved that after the shooting they got outside other black churches and waved flags and signs praising the shooter in front of black americans imagine that yeah Mm -hmm. such people would be condemned by everyone and it would not be difficult so why do so many people seem to, seem to find it so hard when the victims are Jews? He brings up Rashida Tlaib the other day when the Fox reporter is saying, you condemn what's happened? Babies? And Tlaib wouldn't say anything. Nothing. And she could have just said, yeah, I'm against that. Let me make it clear. Yeah. 
those atrocities should never have happened. That's all she would have had to say. Couldn't do it. And he goes on to talk about Ilhan Omar, other people. And then, uh, and I'm not familiar with this part when he brings up Mehdi Hassan from MSNBC. Maybe you guys have heard of this before. Um, that he expressed in a mosque sermon years ago that all non-Muslims are like animals. Yeah. Maybe I'd heard that and forgot about it. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Wow. So, And he brought up that he has spent this whole last week trying to talk about Israeli war crimes, but hasn't told his followers about what he really thinks. Yeah. But the proof is there. And he said, and, you know, you've seen this across America. People like Rhino Workman, president of NYU Student Bar Association, who claims to be non-binary. She wrote this week that the terrorists of Hamas have her unwavering and absolute solidarity. Mm-hmm. And, as you would imagine, he said, I, for one, doubt the terrorists of Hamas would have much use for your solidarity. Because if she were ever to visit Gaza, she would probably not be welcomed. Hamas kills Palestinians it suspects of being gay. And it spent this past weekend raping women beside the bodies of their dead friends. So he said, this dim, non-binary woman might find her solidarity is tested to the limits. But that's the thing. We now can see a lot of these people around us for who they are and what they truly believe. And that's probably a good thing. I thought it was an interesting word there, too, you used. If they suspect you are gay. Yes. All somebody has to do is suspect it. Yes. You're dead. Yeah. All right. Well, that's why so so much of this stuff from the left is just nonsensical. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, the 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 South Carolina church shooting is an interesting comparison here and saying, you know, imagine if you had a bunch of people waving Confederate flags and whatnot, because that was a big part of that, if you remember. Because yes. the killer in that case um, had like the, the photo that everybody's seen where he's got the Confederate flag around him and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the pressure on that symbol was so great that then South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley actually removed uh, a Confederate flag that was on the grounds of the state capitol. That's right. At the time. And there was a lot of, I mean, there was some pushback to it, but it seemed to me, at least at the time, and I was in news at the time, that overwhelmingly people were like, we're okay with it. Because... You know, no, regardless of your personal feelings about the Confederate flag, it's like, well, it's you could justify it by saying, well, it's another flag flying on a state capitol ground. So that doesn't make any sense to, to have it there. Mm-hmm. And but now we've got, you know, a couple thousand people showing up in a in a event center in Dearborn, Michigan, waving the flag that represents the terrorist organization that went in and murdered over a thousand people. You've got universities allowing people to hang up Palestinian flags. You've got people, you know, even even an elected member of Congress, Rashida Tlaib, has a Palestinian flag hanging up in her office alongside the United States flag. And that's permissible for some reason. That's okay for them to do. Yes, it is. That's what they say. And the way the media defends that part, the left media, 
Yeah. Like, you call it whatever you want. Yeah, it's that part is really interesting. I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Okay. You had a story about a left-wing activist. Yeah. Just think of that. Remember, that there, there were a couple of stories uh, in the last few weeks where uh, left-wing activists and journalists uh, being killed, uh, of course, Manhattan or in, in uh, Brooklyn, I guess. There was a, a very high-profile one there. Uh, tragic situation, and there was a lot of talk about it because of things that that person had advocated for and whatnot. There was another situation in Philadelphia. This journalist, community activist, actually worked for the city. Um, he was shot and killed in his home uh, a while back, and according to the Philadelphia Inquirer, it just took an even darker turn. Josh Kruger was this guy's name. He was 39. And I remember at the time thinking this was not just a random break-in because he was shot seven times at close range at his home. Right. That's, not a, that's not a robbery gone wrong. That's personal when something like that happens. Uh, police arrested the gunman, Robert Davis. He's 19. Well, the family of Robert Davis tells the Philadelphia Inquirer that Kruger, the journalist, groomed him for sex when he was 15. Oh, boy. So was, used his position uh, of authority to supply him with drugs, buy him gifts in exchange for sex. The cops have also found explicit photos and messages on Kruger's phone. They don't they haven't been specific about whether or not it involved the person who shot him, but they said those images have been turned over to the special victims unit because you're not just talking about pornography. Apparently it was way above that. It was dark and criminal potentially. Uh the killer's family says when he was 15 he kept sneaking out, and he told them he was seeing a, quote, older white woman that he met online who'd worked for the government. Well, they kept seeing the name Josh pop up in messages on the phone. And when they asked who Josh was, the kid said, well, it was the woman's brother. The woman's brother is gay, and we talk. Well, Kruger worked for the city, including the Office of Homeless Services from 2015 to 2020, which lines up when they said Davis initially told them he'd started seeing this alleged woman who worked in the government. He was actually mm-hmm. seeing this adult man in his 30s who was preying on him. Oh, golly. So then you fast forward to now, now and yeah. that's, wow. So are they actually telling that story? Well, a major newspaper in Philadelphia is telling that story. I haven't seen that really a lot of places nationally, but... Yeah. Okay. I can see it's got the weight of the world on your shoulders and in your eyes. All right, I'm going to play this other clip in case you missed it. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez did not fart during a live stream, even though it sounded like it. Uh, Here was just the part that was under review. In the names of victims who do not want... Their tragedy used to justify further violence and injustice. Yeah, that was, David clarified that was not flatulence. That was actually the guy interviewing her that said, "Mm." hmm. But because of the Skype audio, it made it sound like. Do not want their tragedy Mm. used to justify. He's saying, hmm. Well, it couldn't have been a a gas passing situation because that would hurt the environment with the greenhouse gases and we all know she doesn't do that well not only that but to get to the actual microphone with that kind of volume uh, that would have been a trick i think but still their tragedy Mm. you 
Oh, I think it's entirely possible. <laughs> I remember my pops. You could hear him from 40 yards away. <laughs> uh, also on a lighter note, surveys are always being reported on in the news. Um, there was a survey about showering habits, uh, some that are unique. Um, if you guys want to uh, play a guessing of the game here, oh all right, we don't we have to this make this a... an official game or anything. We haven't done this for a while, no. Because uh, this would be closest to, I would say. Okay. Um, how many people brush their teeth while showering? Percentage? Yeah. David, you go first. You're the leader. I'll go... Um... 10%. I'll say 18%. It's 23%. No. Is it too much of a pain if I have you guys write down your number real quick and then show it to me? Because you're in different different locations here, and then that way I'll know no one, nobody's just going off of what the first person said. I, I, don't, I, I don't have a, a, a pen, but I can okay, show no you worries. my computer screen. That's all right. Not that big a deal. Um, how many women shave their legs while showering? Oof. Uh, I mean, 85%. That's a lot. Uh, I'll say 72. It's 80. How many uh, men do it? Shave their legs? At least occasionally. Come on, uh, man. I'm asking the Are question. We, we're talking about I'm not justifying. I'm not saying okay. it's good. It's bad. I'm, I'm, I'm in a non-judgment right. zone. I'm just going at, off of this survey. It says at least occasionally. What percentage oh. of men shave their legs occasionally? I'll let Scott handle this one first. I'll say, Cal, it's got to be 4%. I'll go 10. 18. Oh, jeez. That's got to be a different demo. That's all I know, man. Yeah. Well, it's what? like swimmers and transgender people. How many men regularly shave their legs? I thought that was just, that was the answer. No, that was occasionally. Regularly? Yes. 5%. I'll go uh, 14. It's 8. Okay, last one. Ready? God, who are these guys? All right. <laughs> <laughs> How many Americans have showered with their pet? A lot of people do with dogs. They wash the dog sometimes. Um, I don't ever shower with my cats because my cats would never, well, of course not, never allow it. Um, I'll say twelve percent. David, I'll go thirteen uh, percent. It's fifteen. Yeah, I'm part of the fifteen percent. By the way, is that when you give the dog a bath? No, not not the dog. Uh, dog's too big for the shower, but um, the cats. I've done it with the cats. If like there's a uh, a desperate need to wash something off of them, I'll just take them into the into oh, the shower. Man. man, my cats would freak out. Well, yeah, because you you've not been a great cat guardian, Scott, and <laughs> your cats are basically feral. I have. Man, there's a lot going on right now within this conversation, and we're running out of time in a hurry. Okay, that's got to be somewhat rare because I can't see cats putting up with it, but you've tamed your cats enough uh, to where you can give them the shower, and I want to see someone try to give Robin's cats a shower. There's no way. But you're also saying because he's not a good guardian, yeah. he should have them trained to be able to do that. Yeah. No way. You can hit Robin's up on Facebook with your cat David, showering stories. David's drugging his cats. That's what he's doing. <laughs>
All right, we got to get to our news update. It sets you up with the Friday Five coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So Israeli troops are already in Gaza searching for hostages. And there's also, is it fire back and forth in northern Israel with Hezbollah or just Israel sending drones over? I, I think it's just right now Israel sending drones over. It's obviously a very fluid situation. Uh, and then on the other side of the country, you've got Jordan, where there are massive protests that have been broken up now. Uh, they want uh, their government to let the Palestinians in and provide shelter from the West Bank. I don't think they're going to do that. And the, no. yeah, the, the government in Jordan is saying, ha, 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 nice. No, we're not doing that. Yeah, we don't know who's coming in. Yep. Well, Gee, you see- imagine that, a country stopping people from coming in because they don't know who they are. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, those protests... You know, as you just like going about your day and you hear, oh, there's a protest in Jordan. You see the actual video of it. It's like block after block. Yeah. I mean, you can't get any more people in there. Right. It's nuts. Okay. To keep you updated on that. Um, as we do every Friday, we do our countdown to Friday five. And today, what are we doing? Uh, I know songs what we're doing. House in the title. Trying to house? lighten it up house. because of the whole speaker, the house debacle that's going on. Yeah. Just decided, hey, there's some good songs with house in the title, so let's do that. There are some great songs. House. With house in mm, the title. Good. Yes. As always, we go by, as far as our songs, how big a hit or how iconic is the song? Then we ask, does it stand the test of time? You rank that 1 to 10. And then how much do you personally like it? And we put the whole thing together. If you want to get in early, the number is one 485 mvcr Again, 1-888-485-MVCR. The Friday Five House Songs, next. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, it's Friday. It means something we do every week. Yeah. Friday 5, our big countdown. Here we go. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here, all right? The Friday 5. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, countdown today. There's a lot of stuff going on with the House of Representatives. David said, you know what we should do? Just songs with the House in the title. Yes. Yeah, with everything going on in the world, we take a little break from everything. Of course, we'll keep you up to date if anything happens. Um, major. Uh, but as far as our countdown, songs with House in the title. There's some great ones. Again, the number to call if you want to get in. one 485 mvcr who will be the Speaker of the House? At this point, we don't know. Not quite sure. No time for predictions. It's time for music. Yeah. It is. Who's first up today? Well, let's talk to Greg in Portland. Hey, Greg. Gentlemen. Greg, how are you? 
I'm doing great. Friday the 13th. Uh, yeah. You know, like this administration, I, ha- I hope Scott does everything he can to shower with his cat. <laughs> <laughs> He'll put it on Facebook if he does. He promised. Oh, yeah, definitely. I want to see pictures. We all do. No. Well, what are you thinking today, let's Greg? Go with, uh, let's go with uh, Liz Zeppelin. It's for Monica. How's the whole... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always love that song. Yeah. Of course, not on the album Houses of the Holy. On the album After Houses of the Holy. Correct. And I'll date myself from the album for Song of Sight 2. Nice. Yeah. Yes. The, the, you know, that whole first album, the whole album of physical graffiti is yeah. so great. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's really tremendous. And How's the Holy was good, too. Yes, very much so. So good, as a matter of fact, that good song got left off. Yeah. Yes. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Jim in Atlanta. Hey, Jim. Hey, boys, I just wanted to ask Mr. Robbins in the future to please not root for the Atlanta Braves. We'd all appreciate that down here. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I really am. I thought I thought for sure this team was a World Series winner. I did. Yeah, so did we until you jumped on our bandwagon. Gosh dang it. That's why I'm not trying to pick the Speaker of the House, because if I do, they're doomed. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Sorry hey, in about the future, that. though, if you do want to help us out, vote against us, please. All yeah. right. You know? Okay. All right. I'll do that. <laughs> I promise. And, 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 all, and all kidding aside, I'm going to go with uh, Madness, Our House. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our house in the middle of our street. Our house. I'll tell you what, Scott, you can redeem yourself. Since you watched that bet with the Braves and everything, yeah. you name the year of this song, you get a buck. Oh, gosh. Uh, trying to think of where I was. Oh, sorry, time's up. Not 83. Very good. Yes. It was a year before I started at a big top 40. Yeah. I thought you were already in top 40. I was, but I was in a smaller top 40. Oh, and you got to the bigger one. No, it was before he wrecked the good one. <laughs> no, the good ones actually. Oh, see, see, I wrecked a lot of radio stations. David's right. I'll admit that. I, I did. You did not. I did. I ruined a lot of radio stations forever. As a matter of fact, most of the stations I've worked at before either don't exist anymore or they're out of the format and have been for a long time. Well, that's pretty much every radio person in America, yeah. isn't it? No. Don't take that one hard. I got some that are like went dark. <laughs> Just pull the plug. Not because of you. Just pull the plug on the whole thing. All right. It's the Friday Five. We do it every week. Songs with house in the title. Who's next, David? <laughs> Let's talk to Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody. Hey, guys. Love your show. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. I didn't get that at first. If you I listen just... all the time, you yeah. get every reference yeah. on the Friday there Five. That was from earlier today. That's Very good. funny, dude. Uh, regarding the Friday Five, I don't have any more information on this serious matter, but let me be perfectly clear, laser focused and fully engaged, that we have a lot of work to do. Yes, we, we do. do. We Perfect. do. Well yeah. said. Yes. <laughs> Uh, this was Mrs. Woody and my first dance wedding song. Garth Brooks, two of a kind, working on a full house. Oh, man. That's yeah, awesome. two of a kind. 
When that song was out, I'm like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. As years have gone on, I appreciate that song more and more. It's fun to hear that. Good call, buddy. Appreciate it. Okay, who's next? Uh, we got John calling in from Connecticut. Hey, John. Hey, excuse me. Hey, gentlemen, happy Friday the 13th. And to you, John. Good to hear from you, man. And thank thank you for the break, because we really need one after this week. It's uh, not easy to be amusing and have little quips. But I did look up Rashida Tlaib's home district, and it's understandable why she's so concerned about conditions in the West Bank and Gaza. Because obviously she's got all of her problems in her home district sorted out. I mean, yeah. Detroit, <laughs> it's a garden spot. It's true. It's yeah. the envy of all Americans. So, it's so yeah, true, John. Streets paved with gold. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So I'm going old school for today's Friday Five, and I'm going with the House of the Rising Sun by the Animals. Yes. No. Oh. Not that. <laughs> Number four. There is a house in your Scott, feel free. Hey, you like to sing along Yes. People love that. Well played. Eric Burton and the Animals. Yes. Oh, and by the way, if you heard the start of something else, and I'm sorry if there was someone else that was holding on for it, it was didn't mean to spoil that, but it was. <laughs> Which you also love to sing along The Talking Heads. You had that in your five, I believe. It just just got I, You see, I like that song. I've always liked that song. Yeah, I know. A lot of people, I mean, it irritates them, but I like the song. Yeah, I never liked it until I heard the Tom Jones cover of it. That the, See, that was pretty good, actually. I liked yeah. it, too. Double or nothing on that buck, you name the year of Talking Heads. Cal, that was more like 86? 83. Damn. Sorry, man. I thought I'd play. Okay. That was one of the radio stations I ruined. About <laughs> <laughs> <but> 83. <laughs> it's songs with house in the title. Still looking for number one. Still looking for number two and three and five. And back to it, David. Let's talk to Tina in Oregon. Hey, Tina. Hey. Happy Friday. Hey, What's going hey, on? Happy Friday. There you go. And to you. I'm, I'm looking for uh, Our House by Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yes. Our house is a very, very, very fine house. Go ahead, Scott. These are all these songs you love to sing. With two cats in the yard. Life used to be so hard. In our life, Scott, we've spent too much time together. Yeah, I know. Because I know all these songs that you've sang around me before. 
I guess if I think about it, there's a lot of songs you'd like to sing along to, but it really seems like they're being highlighted today. He wrote that song uh, for Joni Mitchell, who he was dating at the time, and they had gone out to a little country uh, fair of some kind, and she got a vase, and he was feeling this whole warm feeling when he got home, and Graham Nash wrote the words to that one. And on one of the radio stations you ruined, you did a bit called The Story Behind the Song. That's why they're... Well... I'm not joking. Well, it's part and parcel as to why the radio station was, in fact, ruined. <laughs> now, on with the It's never caught on with the audience, Jamie. <laughs> Thought I really had something. No, you should have done celebrity birthdays twice an hour. <laughs> I, I, at this day in history, I did twice an hour. See? Celebrity birthdays only once. That's what killed me. <laughs> oh... That, what's the matter was what's the first word already taken right. well th- that was another train wreck <laughs> did you try things that make you go hmm <laughs> you know that one i didn't do okay all right uh let's grab another call songs right. with house in the title for the friday five we got uh michelle in michigan hey michelle hi how you doing good michelle thanks for checking in what you thinking today commodore's brick house oh yeah Oh, you know what? I mean, that could have been right there. I right thought, song. Yes. I was surprised it made it as high as it did, actually. Number two. <laughs> Another one you love to sing. Yeah, good stuff. Because sometimes you hit the lyric before it comes in, or you'll repeat it right after. Either way, it's entertaining for everybody. Timing's a little off. Uh, It's right on beat, actually. It's a lot of fun. It makes it fun. (laughs) Okay, we'll reset. Um, The the number again, 1-888-485-MVCR. It's songs with House in the title for the Friday Five. We'll wrap it up next. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Fall is the most delicious time of year. From apple pie to Scott's favorite, pumpkin spice. But it's also the busiest time of the year. So this time around, get HelloFresh and treat yourself to the best of the season's flavors without the stress. HelloFresh does the shopping and planning for you so you can relax. Not only do their chefs create fall-perfect recipes to enjoy, all the ingredients arrive fresh and pre-portioned. So whipping up a home-cooked meal is very easy. And make sure to check out Fall Flavors, a new limited-time lineup of easy, autumn-inspired 
Eats from HelloFresh Market. Feast on desserts like the apple cider cake with caramel sauce. Or please a crowd with appetizers like the barbecued pulled pork nachos. And just as always, everything you need to get cooking quick is delivered right to your door. How easy is that? Join America's number one meal kit today and get 50% off plus free shipping. With code 50MVCR at HelloFresh.com slash 50MVCR. That's code 50MVCR at HelloFresh.com slash 50MVCR. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere. From dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke, an asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist. Clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Get to a news update in the next 15 minutes. Of course, Scott Robbins, trifecta in a bit. we got to wrap up the Friday Five songs with House the title. Who's going to be Speaker of the House? We don't know. <laughs> David thought, what a good idea just to do songs with House in the title. Sure. So we're still looking for number one. Number two was Brick House from the Commodores. And number four, House of the Rising Sun from the Animals. We've had great honorable mentions, too, from Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, Led Zeppelin, and others. But back to it, David. Uh, Let's start this off with calling in from Salina, Kansas, Jihad Johnny. (laughs) Happy Friday, brothers. Johnny, Johnny. happy Friday to you, bro. (laughs) Yeah, you know, i got to be honest. I kind of got confused about what today was really going on, so... You know, I planned a celebration. You know, I got my uh, Aloha snack bar set out. You know, I'm about mm. to watch the Asalama Lakers later play basketball. But then I find out it's actually not a celebration. It's pretty bad. So I, I, I got to apologize, man. I don't follow politics enough. So nice. I decided I'm just going to go ahead and pack my heat all day instead just in anticipation. Yeah, well. But, you know. Good hey, idea. Scott, I got a question for you, man. Yes, sir. I, I was a little trivia, a little trivia, man. I was wondering if you knew who yours truly, the Macho Man, played for farm teams in the Major League uh, Baseball. Randy Poffo. Uh, I believe it was the Cardinals. Correct, sir. You are yeah. correct. Wow. Yeah. Well played. Mm-hmm. Proud of that. Yeah, yeah well, anyway. Cardinal. If, you know, on with the countdown. <laughs> so let's get back to it, boys. I, mean, I guess I'm gonna go with uh, gonna go with the King, man, Elvis Presley, and Jill House Rock, man. Johnny, you're gonna have a great weekend, bro. Oh, yeah. Number one. Walking through a party in the county jail, the prison band was there. They began to wail. The band was jumping and the joint began to swing. You should have heard the knockdown jailbreak sing that rock. That's a great song. Everybody That's a test of timer, man. Still good to hear that. You ever hear the Motley version? Yes, I have. Not the best. Queen did it, too. Really? Yeah. Is it good? It was okay. I mean, it it was part of their live act. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of bands have done that. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun song to do. All right, who's next, David? Uh, Let's talk to Brian and Gresham. Hey, Brian. Hey, Aloha Friday, gentlemen. Brian, aloha to you. 
Hey, sadly, this song does not have enough cowbell in it, but it's still rock. So, kids, grab a partner, your feather boa, your favorite Hunter Biden crack pipe. It's time for the reverse skate on this Friday the 13th. Let's kick it off with Stevie Ray Vaughan, The House is a Rockin'. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. Number five. David, did this make it from your pick and my pick? Yeah. I okay, you seem song. excited for a song you didn't vote for. I like it. I just didn't. It wasn't one of my five, no. Yeah, all right. I like it, though. It was just not a big enough hit. Right. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't some of the others that you would have picked. I understand. No, it was, yeah. I don't even know. That wasn't a hit. Rock Radio played the crap out of that yeah, song. Nobody cared about Rock Radio. Mm. What are you talking about? I got all the cool stuff because Top 40 mattered. Okay, listen, man. <laughs> this whole thing saying. right now is about fun. It's not about scoreboarding. But I was on a rock station against your Top 40 station. Do you want to keep going down that road? No. <laughs> My Top 40 station does still exist. Your rock station doesn't. But when we were competing. Right, exactly. Yes. It wasn't good for you. Well, it wasn't completely horrible, but no, it, well, it could have been better had you have gone off the air. Yes. <laughs> anyway, go on, David. we uh, got to roll on. Let's talk to Dale in Delaware. Hey, Dale. Hey, how are you guys? Uh, how about Pink Houses by John Mellencamp? Yeah, yeah. Yes. There you go. That Number is... three. Well played. It is getting harder and harder for me to separate John Mellencamp from John Mellencamp's music. I'm with you. I'm with you, too. I mean, I'm he's sorry gone so, so far off the rails that even Bill Maher was dumbassing him during an interview. Like, what was that, yeah, a month ago? He was, yeah. Well, it's one thing, man, if you want to speak about what you're passionate about. He clearly doesn't know what's going on. No. Oh, yeah, he made the claim that uh, life right now is worse for black people than it was in the 1950s. It's just and absolute nonsense. Bill Maher's like, what? You don't. You can't believe that, really. Right. No, he's he's been kind of popping off doing dumbass stuff for many, many years. Yeah. Well, let's not focus on him. Oh, there's another house song. I didn't quite make it. You can't stand the doors. Not a fan. Yeah. I do love this song. Absolutely. It's a lot of fun. Good countdown. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right. Well, I think we know the big story of the day, David. What's going on? Yeah, well, uh, the latest that we know of in Israel is that uh, in addition to airstrikes, you've had uh, some uh, troops on the ground in Gaza uh, trying to root out uh, both terrorists and also find the children uh, who have been kidnapped by Hamas. Yes. And I'm also seeing that update, too, in France any pro-palestine get together that's banned yeah they're not they're not doing that right now uh not at well they had a teacher in france get killed by a radical islamic terrorist today yeah for the quote day of jihad we'll get to that and the scott robbins trifecta straight ahead the mark Van camp and robin show Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, thank you very much for being here. Trifecta coming up in just a few with Scotty. 
Before we get their news update, David Van Camp. Uh, I think it's pretty funny to see, uh, you know, the likes of Jake Tapper saying, hey, you know, all these other uh, Muslim-majority countries could be stepping in to help, uh, you know, take in Palestinians who are being displaced as the war (laughs) rages on. I wonder why they won't. Well, I, how long has that guy been in news? You, yeah. Do you want to tell him, David? Do you want to tell well, him no, why? I, I mean, the okay. obvious thing is they don't want the Palestinians because they do not want Hamas to gain a foothold in their country. You look at exactly. Egypt. I mean, that there's been a ton of political turmoil, military coup, juntas, etc., that have happened there. They don't want to add another group, radical group, to the mix. And the same goes for every other country around them. But they'll complain about Israel taking action while Israel is doing the dirty work for them. That's how okay. this works. All right, at the risk of oversimplifying, tell me if it sort of comes down to this. When you look at, say, Hamas and then Hezbollah, okay, to some people that I guess don't pay that much attention, it seems like, oh, they're they're on the same side. Well, they're on the same side when it comes to Israel. Outside of that, not so much. Yeah. They could end up going after each other. You see this all the time. And so there is this sort of, well, we'll band together to fight against Israel, but it could happen any time one could attack the other. Well, you're oversimplifying, and, th- and that... That is also, you know, in a way, racist to say that. What are you talking about? It's Islamophobic. No, that's the reality. They're united. The Shiites, the Sunnis, I mean, yeah. this has been going on, yeah. and you would imagine it's going to keep going on. They're united that battle. To, united to kill uh, Israels, Israelis. Well, I mean, when you look at the in the region and actually around the world, uh, the number one, if you break it down by religious groups, victims of Islamic terrorism are Muslims themselves. Yes. But I don't know if most people have that perception. No. Well, the left likes to say it whenever anybody conservative says, hey, we got to really like worry about, I don't know, how many refugees we may be taking in from places like Syria and certainly from Gaza. Right. You know, they say, well, you know, most of them. You know, most of the victims of terrorism are Muslims. Well, yeah, I mean, I think everybody kind of understands that, or anybody who pays attention to the issue understands that. But that's not, that doesn't mean that we just need to open the doors for everybody. No, because you don't know. I mean, it's like people have said this, you know, hundreds, thousands of times. You know, I won't even name a religion. You can say uh, mostly peaceful. All right, the Muslim religion. And we all know Muslim people, peaceful, friends. There are people in the world, you don't know where they stand on different things. You get people coming into the country, you don't know who they are. You don't know what they believe. You don't know their history. Something they could be harboring since they were kids. You have no idea but capable of some sort of attack? Yes, of course. So, you know, I think most people are getting sick and tired of left media and the institutions like the universities, you know, playing this one string guitar, playing the same note over and over and over when it comes to this stuff. 
in the end, as far as the United States, you got to protect your own people. And we certainly have not been doing that over the last two and a half years. When you look at the southern border, when you look at the gotaways, known terrorists coming through, what, you're not supposed to bring that up and say that's bad for a country? That's insanity. Well, the report from today now is that there have been, I think it's two guys from uh, Lebanon and one from Egypt who were caught crossing into Eagle Pass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. And you don't know. Okay. You ready for your big three, Scott? Those are the ones that got caught. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you unaccounted for? Yeah. Oh, you're in the millions. You don't know. Nope. All right. Let's roll it out. Let's Here we it. go. Are you ready? One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins' trifecta, his top three of the day. Always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Casey. Well, it's Friday. Come on, man. It's the weekend. Let's get some pizza. Watch a little college footballs tomorrow. Maybe pros on Sunday. What do gotcha. you say? Are gotcha. you? Do- no, don't. Are you? And every weekend, I invite this guy. Every single freaking gotcha. weekend, never shows up. I'm yeah. ready. Three. Start taking no. it personally. <laughs> Number three, uh, the Good. federal. <laughs> Good. All right. All right. Three. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Number three, the federal government has no idea how state and local government spent COVID money. Uh, state and local governments, by the way, uh, have spent 45%, 45% of the $350 billion that would given given out to them through the federal COVID-19 relief program. However, tracking the money has been difficult. <laughs> and 4,268 local governments, about 14%, have yet to submit reports on how they spent that money. <laughs> Seems Reports like were due, and no one, no one, 14% said, eh, we're not putting one together. <laughs> the U.S. Department of Treasury hasn't publicly released the names of those small local governments that have failed to report back as to what they did with the money because it doesn't want to, in the government's words, put, quote, undue pressure, post quote, on them. <laughs> undue pressure? Thousands of dollars? How'd you spend it? Yeah, how'd you spend it? We just want to know how you spend it, Okay. That's undue pressure. They don't want to do that to them. Oh, my God. I'm beginning to realize it's time for a change. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the most he's spoken a week. Now, on with the countdown. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day up to number two. Number two. We don't want to put any pressure on you to actually account for the money we gave you. Two. Number two, the energy secretary, uh, Jennifer Granholm, Says, hey, don't worry about how we've been draining the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. She said, we have by far enough to be able to deal with any emergencies over the next couple of years. Now, Jennifer Granholm spoke those words way back in July. Way, way, way back in July. And now Reuters has just done a survey or a deep dive into how much is actually left. They have discovered that the Biden administration has drained the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve down to just 17 days of supply left. Oh, there you go. And they have no plan to refill it, by the way. So what could possibly go wrong with this bunch in charge, huh? How do you go from we've got two years worth in July to we have 17 days left right now? No, it's, it's communist math. 
Gosh dang. Right. Cutter, by the way, is threatening to. to cut off gas supply to the world, so buckle up. Well, it's a good thing we have plenty of ammo and weapons. Mm-hmm. Whoops. It's a good thing we're short we, there, too. We uh, pass, We let those no. uh, people, just, those oil companies drill. and On the ammo side, speak for yourself. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm saying as a nation. Yes. Yeah, as a nation, yeah. No, I'm not worried about you, Dave. We got two years worth until we don't, until we have 17 days left. That was, you know, maybe a miscalculation. Hmm. And the countdown continues. But, you know, Jennifer Granholm is one of these people that has worked diligently to try to reverse the trend. That's what they always say. She wakes up in the morning thinking about it. She's laser focused. Yes. On outcomes. Always. <laughs> always. And the countdown continues. Yes, Casey, the Scott Robbins trifecta, the top three of the day. And finally, yes. one. Uh, number one, hotels in Los Angeles might soon be required required to take in homeless people. I'm not. You can't make this up. Hotel ordinance will be on the March ballot. It would house homeless next to the paying customers at hotels in Los Angeles. Now, how is this going to work? Well, the hotels would have to tell the city about the vacancies they have at their hotels. So if there's 10 rooms, 20 rooms that are vacant, they have to, via this law, if it should pass on the initiative in March, the March 5th ballot, be side-by-side by the people who are actually paying to sleep in the hotels. And they will be paid for by the tax uh, taxpayers. Not clear exactly where that money is going to come from, other than out of the pocket of the taxpayers when they're already broke. So if you go to Los Angeles, if this does in fact pass, and it could, if you go to Los Angeles after March 5th and book your trip for this summer, perhaps you're going to spend some time there. You may just be uh, right next door to, I don't know, three or four different homeless families. They'll be, uh, I'm sure that uh, they'll be respectful families? to you being there. Well, well, family or single men or whatever. I mean, you look at the encampments. I mean, holy smokes, man. It, it's incredible. I, I, and you have ruin to, your hotel. You're required by law to call City Hall and say, I've got three or four rooms available that are empty. Okay. And then what? They reimburse. Yes. Well, somebody does. Yeah, the taxpayers will. Right. But you can't build any other facilities to house people like, I don't know, jails. No. You couldn't do that. No. Holy no. cow, man. Yeah, and this great idea will probably spread throughout more blue cities as time goes on, because they've never met a dumb idea they don't like. Well, I don't know, man. I think New York is looking at uh, revisiting right to shelter because of the migrant crisis. I think oh, yeah. a whole lot of people in deep blue cities are starting to wake up. You Might imagine too if late, one of the people invested in the hotels are on the... Yeah. Man. Yeah. And they were nervous. Well, sure. Yes. Yeah. And there, and you, there you have it. Yeah, Scott Robbins, Trifect, the top three of the day. Well done. Appreciate it. It's always. That's terrifying. Okay. Well, a lot going on. So we need to get to another news update. And then, of course, Nimrod's in the news. Um, <laughs> you know you're not supposed to wrap your car to make it look like a cop. <laughs> yeah, you need to hear this story coming up.
36,025-1. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. 36,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One, because your business is a one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your very own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer. Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Democrat Senator Cory Booker, he was in Israel last weekend. Uh, yes. Managed to get out, thankfully, uh, and, and return to the United States unharmed. Um, and he is. I'm, I'm, I am genuinely glad about this part. I'm glad that he is saying, no, there is no equivocation. There is no both sides to this. It's not complicated. Our side is we are going to support Israel in the face of this heinous attack. And then he does his Cory Booker thing and ruins it all. This was on MSNBC. To me, there should be no confusion about this for Americans. And, And I'll say this not just as a United States senator, not just as a patriot who would die for my own country. But I want to say this as a black man. When you're black in America, you understand the vulnerability within the own, your own country you love. I saw it as an adult on January 6th. <laughs> okay. We had, we had things in the right direction. <laughs> Everything was good. Just, just a second. He's like, these are people with basically Nazi ideology, you know, who are attacking uh, Israel because of the Jewish population there, and we need to do whatever we can to support the wiping out of that threat. And then he goes, yeah, but being black in America is the same. You understand the vulnerability. I was there on January 6th, you see. Were there people that wanted to kill black people on January 6th? No. Did I miss something? Did the QAnon shaman, like, paraglide in? Unbelievable. He read a statement the other day 
I don't have it. I heard it. I was watching some coverage somewhere, and I was like, wow, he's actually measured. You know, like he sounds like a regular American. Yeah. Until you know, now. and it wasn't bad dinner theater, Cory Booker, that we've seen yeah. so many different times. It was actually measured like, wow, this is something that could unite people. And of course not. Not going to do that. No. His whole career is predicated on this sort of stuff. I, I, I still can't shake the feeling that he is among many Democrats who smell blood in the water with Joe Biden. And they want to position themselves as forcefully as possible in uh, like they want to pick a lane uh so that if joe announces he's not going to run they might have a sniff at getting the nomination for the 2024 election well you know because he would never be elected he he ran before it was no a total debacle did better than kamala barely barely but i referenced him off air earlier because they're calling this not only the day of jihad but the day of rage Yeah. yeah day of rage and I asked, if, did Corey have uh, tears of rage because of this? Because remember, tears of rage was part of that whole thing. Okay. Remember what the tears of rage was about? No. Trump calling some countries bleephole countries. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And it, that was so terrible. It was so awful. Tears of rage. That guy. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> that's pandering fool. That's his stairway right there. It really is. Uh, there was one other thing. What was it I wanted to get to? Oh, I thought you would find this interesting. Totally lighter note. Because we've talked about pet ownership many times. People love their dogs. Um, so you got 20% of dog owners saying, you know what, my dog's overweight. Yeah. Okay, probably do something. Um, in reality, you know how many dogs are overweight? Percentage-wise? Yes. 40%. David? Uh, 60 59 percent wow that crazy Mm. all right let's get the numerous roll it up when the going gets tough damn it this is too hard the dumb get dumber all right Dan. it's nimrods in the news on the martley van camp and robbins show i love the poorly educated all right nimrods in the news a couple of things to get to uh one first of all just so you know scott it's uh no bra day today is today is yes it's actually no bra day hmm. um who's celebrating i think the three of us okay good all practicing with that today mm-hmm. um but some people making a mockery of it of course that you should probably know and then uh the story is this 28 year old woman in florida arrested she was caught driving a dodge charger which was painted with the same black and bronze paint scheme as the Florida Highway Patrol trooper cars. Oh, God. Even had a light bar. Jeez. That way I can't ever get pulled over. Right. So there was nothing like that. I just fell in love with the color scheme. <laughs> no, nah, that's done yeah. now. And that's Nimrod's in the news.